0: So, we spoke about the idea of truth being associated with Yaakov, the middle bolt which goes from, the, from end to end, from the highest to lowest. Okay, that's where we left off. Um, so, we are at the next sentence. And in each gradation. Do you have a quiz? No, 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 no. why
1: not? And... Yes. not? Yes. Oh, yeah.
0: And in each gradation <laughs> and plane, <laughs> it fixes its bolt to the most central point.
2: Which is the point
0: and quality of its attribute of truth. So where does this middle bolt, where does this bolt of truth go? It goes in, the, in every level, from the highest to lowest, but where does it go? In the central point. Because that point, the centralmost point of everything, is that point's attribute of truth. Okay. Does that make any sense to anybody? Absolutely.
2: it means being a central bolt.
0: Yeah, what do you mean the central bolt? Yeah, the idea of truth going all the way up to all the way to the bound we discussed, right? But the idea that the truth goes in every place to the center point. I'm just imagining
2: a stack of circles and the truth being the line going through the whole...
0: That's great. The, the the Kabbalists that like to draw pictures would congratulate you. <laughs> your picture has perfectly characterized the idea. Now, what does that mean? What does your symbolic representation represent? Truth is the point where everything meets. The center of a circle that like where are that's nice. I like that. <laughs> I brought a book. Okay. This is one of many books of commentary on Tanya. Unfortunately, it's not the whole thing. It's only chapters 1 through 26. This was written by a chassid um, of the second and third Chabad Rebbes. So, he was... Um, so he studied Tanya from people who personally knew the Alter Rebbe. His name is Yaakov Makhaidan. Mekai- he also wrote a, a, a book of Hasidic stories about the Alter Rebbe, the Midler Rebbe, and the Tzermach Um which I don't know if it's translated into English, which the previous Rebbe gave the Rebbe as a gift because he says some, after you get married, sometimes your head is not 100% in place to learn, so it's a good idea to have some Hasidic stories to read. Like a few days after the wedding. So it's been a custom <laughs> for Chabad men to get this book <laughs> and then put it on the shelf and never read it for some reason. But anyway. Um, so he, um, he has an explanation. So I'm going to use his explanation because I think his explanation is the, the, um, I think the simplest to understand and it is also, I think, the most easy to understand its relevance. And I'm not going to say this is the only explanation of this idea, but... Mm-hmm. That's the one we're going to use. Okay? What
1: are we explaining?
0: What the central point that the truth... It says the truth fixes itself in the center point, which is the point of quality, which is the point and quality of its attribute of truth. Okay. So we're just going to do a little substitution. So truth, right, just means revealing what? A Hashem. A Okay. Okay. Either Hashem is revealed or He is not. Can we agree that that, that, that you know, He is not, not partially revealed. Does that make sense? Okay. If it makes sense, explain. Why can't Hashem partially be revealed?
2: Because not true.
0: Because He has no parts. Because no parts. Right? I can reveal part of myself because I have different parts. So part is revealed and part is not revealed. Right? I'm revealing to you my knowledge of Tanya. But I'm not revealing to you my favorite flavor of ice cream. Right, I can do that. I can even reveal part of my knowledge of Tanya, not all of my knowledge of Tanya, right? Physically, I'm revealing to you the front of my face, not the back of my head, right? Good, all right? To reveal part means there has to be intrin- intrinsically there has to be some kind of division, yes.
1: Why can't, can't reveal, reveal? Why
0: God. can't? Why can't that be? Why? Why can't reveal Hashem? Because I'm I'm, I'm not I'm not allowing you to ask your question. I'm challenging you on the assumption of the question. The assumption comes from Okay, so I don't want to go into the world of TOE other than to say that that is a common, although inaccurate, description of what went wrong in TOE. The real problem has to do with the nature of the vessels. There is an idea that the quality of the light is determined by the quality of the vessels. So for lack of words, unstable vessels draw out unstable light. And you can understand what happens when two unstable entities interact with each other. It is not exactly, um, that's right. Okay, I'm not going to go more into that. But the, the, the idea that simply there was too much light and the vessel shattered, while is a accurate description, it is not really getting at really what's going on there. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So we're gonna use, as a stand-in for godliness, we're gonna use the example of light. Um, this is a common metaphor that's used, so we're gonna use that metaphor, right? So here's the thing. Either there is light or there is not, yeah? Is there any kind of in-between between light and not light? Okay, well, there's, so
2: there's,
0: like, we're gonna get to the notion of dim, but before we get to the notion of dim, let's just think very quickly, like, either there is light or there isn't light. Right? You can't like have like, well, there's half light. That makes no sense. Yes? Right, It's like the, the, the famous uh, question that you ask people when you're in like middle school. If one man takes one hour to dig a hole, how much can one man dig in half an hour? And the unthinking you know, sixth grader says half a hole. Then you ask, well, what's a half a hole? Right, you can't have half a hole, right? Okay, so now, to, to make this simpler, we're going we're gonna to work totally in the analogy of light and the physical world to try and get a bearing of the ideas, and then once that's clear, then we'll go back to talking about spirituality, okay? So let's imagine that we have the sun, and the sun is shining light, okay? And you have a building. Is there light in the building?
1: Yeah. It has windows.
0: It's a very simple question. If there are windows, <laughs> there'll be light in the building. If there aren't, there won't. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, for purposes of our analogy, we're gonna really oversimplify things. Okay? Um, what's a window? Opening. A window is a place where there is no wall. Yeah? So where there is no wall, there is light. Where there is wall, there is no light. Simple enough? That's a strict binary. Where there is a wall, there is no light. Where there is light, there is no wall. Good? Okay. That's the boundary of the building. Inside the building, right, we can now ask a question, which is, how much light is in, the, is in the building, right? So on the wall, I have a simple binary question, which is where there's wall, there is no light. Where there's light, there is no wall, right? But once I move past the wall and talk about the interior of the building, I ask a new question, which is how much light is in the room? And what does that depend on? Right? It depends on how big the windows are, right? So, if I have smaller windows, I have less light. But now, is the light? I have to, I have to like add some words. Make this is the light not as much light as the light that it, it's not. It, it, it's, it, it's 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 a lesser quality of light. It's not as much what light is than when a lo- room or than a building that has bigger windows. Or is it just the light is the same light, but there's just less of it? Why is there less of it? Because, the, 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 because there's now this new phenomena of how the light is distributed over the space, and that's a function of, on the plus side, the bigger the windows, the more light. And on the downside, the bigger the space, the more light you need. Make sense? Okay. Does anyone have any questions about this idea? Now, so what is So what is dimness then? If I have a room, it's huge, it's the size of a stadium. And it's completely sealed off with nothing other than a tiny crack. At the place of that crack is it dim? No. No. It's completely Right so right that, that there, there's light right and, and the place right next to the crack right where is wall there's no light at all right no difference then and if i make the window much much bigger the place where the crack was doesn't become any more illuminated than it was before right mm-hmm. okay right so where does dimness come in like when it's
1: distributed to more larger space
0: right so dim right dimness is the relationship between the 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 window and the space The smaller the window and the bigger the space, the dimmer it will be. The bigger the window and the smaller the space, the brighter, brighter it will be. Well, that's all once we're talking about once you're in the building. But at the, at the actual edge of the building, the, the wall, right? At that spot, at each point, it's either illuminated or it's not. Good? Okay. So now, the sun is going to represent Hashem. Good? The interior of the building is going to represent the created entity. Okay? What is the perimeter of the building represent? So I have Hashem, right? Hashem is like the sun. And so if there's just Hashem, then the light just shines. Hashem's truth is evident and revealed, right? If there's just just the sun and there's no buildings, then everywhere you look, it's fully illuminated, it's fully bright, okay. The interior of the building, right, we now are talking about how the light relates to the space that it's in, right? Just like when we talk about a creation, there's a question of how much of a, in what sense is Hashem's presence felt within the reality of the created entity? I'm gonna set those parts aside. I want to focus specifically on the perimeter of the building, right? The wall and windows. What does that represent? Is
2: that like <clears throat> the vessels or filters?
0: That's one one thing, which is the the window is bitl. I'm gonna talk about what bitl is. And the wall is yeshus. Yeshus. So we have this called you know, something called yeshus, we have something called bitl. Okay These are these two things we need to know what they are. So we have markers. It's a little bit easier if I draw this, I think. So, what are we going to, this is going to represent Hashem, this represents the light of Hashem, this represents something that is called gaseous. This space represents something that's called Before I go into the Ashes and the Bittal What happens if I have no window So there's no Bittal Then what light gets into the empty space Nothing Nothing. Okay So then what is the state of our creation
2: Godless. Godless And well
0: now since God is real And something that's totally godless Is therefore unreal Therefore that creation Is not actually Created Created. In order for anything to be created, what does there need to be? There needs to be a little bit of like, just like... The, the idea of the created being is that there's actually some like light in the room. So if there's some little bit of light in the room, what does that mean? And how did that light get into the room? There's some bitto. Okay? On the other hand, what is it that defines the room? Is it... Is, what defines the room is the walls or the windows? The walls. Okay. So there's these two qualities, and I haven't described what they are: yeshus and Bittal. What defines the creation as as what it as the kind of thing that it is yeshes. is it's yeshus or it's Bittal?
2: Yeshus.
0: What defines the room is the walls, right? That makes the room a room. But what makes it have any reality to it is the Bittal. Because it's a sham who's real, and it's his truth coming into it that makes it real. So therefore, everything that exists is some kind of is some kind of uh, blend of these two characteristics of yeshus and bittol. Good, right? Any any illuminated space is on the one hand the defined space is because of the walls, and the fact that it's illuminated is because the windows allow the light in. Okay. So while each room can have a unique character in terms of the quality of how it's illuminated, how dim or bright it is, if you look at the perimeter, it's all black and white. It's either the opaque wall or the transparent window. Okay? Any questions? I know I haven't described what Yesius and Bitel are, but any questions about the dynamic? Yeah. Um, yeah the said it purpose, but... Not purpose. It makes it real. Not, not purpose. Okay. So I'm going to use a biological metaphor for Bittel and Yeshus, okay? These two terms, which I'm not going to translate, by the way. You're just going to have to, like, because I don't believe in translating technical terms. Okay? There is a thing about cells. Cells die. Are you familiar with this idea? Yeah. Okay, cells die. Given that cells die, how do organisms persist over time?
1: Create
0: new cells. Very good. Make sense? So you are, let's say, older than 30 days. That's a reasonable thing to assume, yes? Okay. Um, are all of your cells older than 30 days? No. For instance, the surface of your skin? Constantly refreshing. Less than 30 days old. Much, really? much less than it is. Does it take
1: 30 days to get rid of the
0: tan? No. Because cells don't just... It would be nice if cells just made perfectly you know, new, fresh cells. But the way cells make new cells is what do they do? They, they basically copy themselves and before they die. And so if the cells have been changed in some way those changes often persist. Okay, Make sense? I don't know. I'm not enough of a biologist to so know. It depends what it is. It depends what, it depends what kind of... Some changes, some changes, different changes last different things. But, cha- you know, there's plenty of changes that can exist in a cell that, when a right. cell copies itself. Not just because of DNA issues, other issues also. Okay. Fine. Okay. You've heard of a disease called cancer, Yes. What? Does cancer keep people alive longer or does it make their lives shorter? What is cancer?
1: It kills cells.
0: It is not killing cells.
1: It's It's It's
0: It's producing. Let's not use the word in the definition. I mean, is
1: it the cells? It's
0: It's just cells. cells.
1: They're just doing their
0: job. Cells are just making more cells. Just the way cells do it. In other words, cancer is is, is, is on a certain level, looking at it, is nothing any more different than the same thing that keeps you alive. What keeps a person alive over a span of time is the fact that the cells make more cells. What's cancer? Cells making more cells. So what's the difference?
1: They're bad cells.
0: What makes them bad? They're not supposed to be there. What does that book to mean?
1: There's something wrong with them. Not
0: What's wrong with them?
1: Do they do anything else that they're
0: supposed
1: to do? are they attacking themselves?
0: No. That's an immune deficiency. Immune system problems. Autoimmune diseases is where the immune system attacks the body it's a different idea we could talk about that also as an analogy for Yesha's and Bithel too but um, what is the purpose of a cell reproducing? To continue on. I
1: don't
0: know. let's think about that for a second well, it's not for the purpose for the cell to continue on because the original cell is going to die right? right? Yeah. so that's not what it's for Okay, so the person to continue on. What's another way of looking at it? Another way of looking at it is so that that cell, even though the cell itself doesn't live on, but some version of that cell lives on. So because cells are are a little bit hard to relate to, we're going to move to people. People have children. And what I'm going to talk about now is entirely not like... Rep, meant to represent anything than be a muscle for cells, an analogy for cells. So don't like go too deep into this. Okay. What happens to society if the birth rate drops too low? It
2: does not maintain eventually.
0: And the society can't replenish itself, and the society collapses. Okay. So who has an interest in maintaining a high a a a, a, a relatively high birth rate? The society, right, as a whole. Okay. Um, Now, people have money. When they die, who gets their money? Children. Why do their children get their money?
1: Because they come after them, they continue on their legacy.
0: Okay. Now, what happens if we allow. Unrestricted wealth acquisition and unrestricted inheritance to the wealth of a society over time. Get
1: messy.
0: No, it doesn't. Something else happens. It starts to concentrate. Not the rich get richer, that's not always true. Some of the rich do get poorer. That's how concentration works. What ends up happening is like this, right? What what what, what ends what ends up happening is the people who are the people who have a who have, um, a lot of the economic power. What do they do with that? They use that to get themselves to be richer, and then they pass it off to their children, right? What happens to the people who have less economic power? Unless measures are done, right? Okay. And now, then you t- now zoom in to that particular subset of the people with economic power, and you find there's there's a disparity there. So, and then what happens? The people have economic power amongst the people with economic power. What do those those elite of the elite do then? They repeat the process, right? And then they pass it off to their children. If that process continues over time, unabated by anything else. What ends up happening? You end up with a single family controlling large parts of the world, right? That's what ends up happening. Have you heard of empires being ruled by one single dynasty? That's how that happens. Now, eventually, is that good for society or not? Long term. Eventually, long term, it's not very good society, right? And usually societies make corrective measures, and sometimes that's quite violent. OK. OK, so now. Is the goal of the most, the most powerful cells to reproduce themselves and accumulate all of the resources of the organism to themselves to reproduce their line? No. The goal is that cells reproduce to so allow the organism as a whole to perpetuate itself, right? That's the difference between cancerous cells and non-cancerous cells. Cancerous yeah. cells, what do they do? They reproduce themselves. And their reproduction is not constrained by anything other than the idea of reproducing that particular cell line. And so what do they do? They try to reproduce everywhere and take as much resource as possible. The result being is that the rest of the organism suffers. Kind of like what a dynasty does to a society. So there's
2: nothing wrong with the cancerous cells itself, themselves.
0: Ah, but if those cancerous cells would just reproduce themselves in in a in a in, under the line under the i under i mean it's it's like not describing the consciousness or anything right but under under un, un, with with the notion that their reproduction is for the perpetuation of the whole organism right or the idea that wealth being transferred from 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 and children being born and wealth being transferred is for the stability of society as a whole right doesn't mean you get rid of inheritance entirely right but you do things to mitigate the negative effects then the reproduction of cells unabated is actually the thing that keeps us alive. The reason why most people die is the cells stop getting, <laughs> they get less and less effective at re- reproducing themselves. So, the, literally, the very same thing which keeps the person alive also kills the person. And what does it depend on? Cancer what makes the cell cancerous is that what it's doing is about itself.
2: Okay.
0: And what, what?
2: Why are some
0: cells. Oh, that's a biology question, it's an analogy. So when a cell reproduces and the only thing that is guiding that reproduction of the cell is the perpetuation of that particular cell line, that cell line will eventually, assuming that it's fit enough to do so, will just eventually drown out all the other cell lines in the body to the point that, well not all of them, it will eventually start drowning out certain cell lines in the body in certain places and cause certain parts of the body not to be able to function, not to have enough resources, say enough oxygen, whatever it is, and the result is the person gets very sick and dies. By the way, what is cancer treatment nowadays? There's no cure, but there's treatment. What is the treatment for cancer? To kill the cancerous cells faster than killing the rest of the person. Because just like the cells are fundamentally doing the same thing that keeps the person alive, killing the cancer cells does the same thing that kills the rest of the cells. And so the idea is how do you kill the cancerous cells without killing the other cells? And since we don't really know how to do that that well the next best thing is to kill the cancerous cells at least faster than killing the rest of the person, and hopefully the cancer cells die off, and then you can stop killing the person, and then they live. That's basically how that's done. In certain cases, you can just take out the whole part of the body where the cancer cells exist, and then solve the problem that way. But that's what makes this so dangerous, is that it's not a fundamentally different thing. What changes is the entire context of it. When a cell is reproducing... And what guides its reproduction is the well-being of the organism as a whole. That's a healthy cell. When the cell reproduces and what guides the cell's reproduction is the reproduction of its own specific line, that is a cancerous cell. So it basically comes to, is it about itself or is it not about itself? Can you give an example of a cancerous cell, what they
1: would like to do? Like, what is, what's the selfish data? Just
0: that there should be more of whatever it is that that should that should there should be more of that. So, can you
1: produce too many nose cells and that's what
0: cancer is? That's that's why there's different cancer in different parts of the body.
1: It's literally that. It says too many nose cells. That's what makes well, n- cancer.
0: Well, n- well, no, because the, it's, it's the, the, I mean there's, it's, it's, there's, a particular, there's a particular cell and. I mean, you get now into the biology of it, which is not really the appropriate analogy at that point. But there's something that goes wrong in that cell. And now that cell's reproduction is not mitigated by anything other than competition with other cells. And so what ends up happening is if that cell is strong enough, it reproduces more of itself and more of itself and more of itself. Then I mean, that cell dies, right? It doesn't last longer than anything else. But then those cells repeat the same process. So all they
2: need is one
0: wrong cell? One wrong cell that's quite good at com- at competing for... A, 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 yeah. More space. it's like all you need to start a dynasty is one really successful powerful person who's able to bequeath that on to a successor with nothing to mitigate that and you let that iterate over time and you end up with a dynasty that can rule for a very long time and completely dominate large swaths of the planet earth same idea that's right that's right that's why the Europeans decided this idea that the second oldest son should become a priest. So he
2: hasn't
0: killed all the No, so he has a power that can't perpetuate itself. He has an independent power, the power of the church, and, a, and he can't perpetuate himself. Who
2: does
0: This was the model developed in medieval Europe to avoid brothers fighting civil wars over who gets to inherit the fiefdom. Yeah, that's why all these second sons were all cardinals and bishops. Anyway, but the idea is that what is the what is the yeshus and the bittal? The yeshus and the bital is what? It's the question is is this about itself or is it not? That's it. Anything that's about itself is called yeshus. Anything that's not about itself, is called Bittl. Okay? So if Yeshus is like the wall, does Yeshus allow the light of Hashem through?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How about just a little bit? No. No. It's like a black and white thing. If, there, if something is about itself, then the truth of Hashem mm-hmm. is being denied. Now let's think about that. The truth is that Hashem is the only thing that's real. The truth is that Hashem is the only thing that's important. The truth is Hashem is the only whatever, right? So the fact that something is about itself is just fundamentally a denial of that truth. The same way an opaque wall blocks light. On the other hand, if Hashem is not present in something in any way, shape, or form, then there's no reality to it, right? So some aspect of it has to have bittle. And the part of it that has the where whatever is batal, the light of Hashem goes through that. And that light of Hashem is It's 100%. But now when I look at the space created by the interplay of the Yeshus and the Bittl, that's where I get the notion of dimmer light or more brighter light. Again, if I have a really wide window or a really narrow crack, at the space, at each point along along the window, or each point in the crack, the, the, the light comes through just the same. But if you have a very big space and a very little window, the light that made it through now has to distribute over all of that space, right? So the yesh has created all of this existence and there's very little bitl to allow Hashem's presence. And so overall, what's felt much more is the existence of the thing and the definition of thing, what that thing is and what it's all about or what it's rather than having a sense of the truth of Hashem in it. Or you could have converse. You could have something which... Um, it's only, there's only the, 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 you know, there's, you know, it's like, like some people's living room is basically just, you know, four posts, or th- I guess not a living room. It's like three posts, um, and then a bunch of like open glass, and the light just comes in, and it almost feels like you're outside. So the room is demarcated in some sense, but it, it has this almost outdoor feel because it's open on all these ways. Glass
1: could be...
0: For our purposes, we're going to okay. treat for our purposes. I like I guess we're going to keep it simple. It's either opaque or the light gets through. We're just we're not going to worry about the fact that, physically speaking, it's more complex. Okay? so the the central point that he's describing here is the place of bittle in every every what does he call it? Every gradation, every plane, whatever the whatever that whatever that gradation or plane is. It's defined by its yeshus, just like the space is defined by the wall. But the central point is a reference to the bitul that allows the light of Hashem through. Now, why is that called the central point? That's
1: what makes it
0: real. That's right. That's what makes it real. That's the, that's, right? Again if, if, if a shem is real then if you have if, if, if you have no place where Hashem's presence enters even by a crack there's no reality to think right and so if you think of the center and we often do think of the center as kind of like the core of something right so that's the idea can you explain a
1: little bit why that why can't something be real without um, I get it but I don't I mean, you know like that crack is the only thing
0: that makes it real? Start off with the premise that the only thing that's real is Hashem. So without
1: even a little bit so, of its presence... Without it's Hashem,
0: yeah. All right. Now, there's nothing like that.
1: Because we all have to already exist to, say, yeah. to see it in the everything,
0: everything, everything has to have a little bit of bitto in order for it to... right. Every, you know, if we're going to say that the room having any degree of illumination is what it means to exist as a created thing... So you need two things. You need something to demarcate the space of the room. That's the wall. That's its yasius. And you also need a window for the light to enter. And that's the bittle. And the thing that makes it real is the bittle. The thing that makes it be this kind of a thing versus that kind of a thing, whether it's a, uh, um, you know, know, whether something is, say, water versus fire or something is... uh, a tree versus a, a gorilla that doesn't have to do with the degree of bittle that has to do with the, sh- the, the shape of the room, right? Different rooms are shaped differently right? So some rooms are square, and some rooms are rectangular, but like it's beside the point So all of the characteristics of the created thing have to do with the shape of that yeshus, the shape of that wall but what makes that thing real is that there's some of Hashem that, that Hashem's presence is in some way part of that and what makes it part of that is that there's some space, there's some aspect of it which is not yeacious it's just the opposite, it's bittal. And again if you think about a body, right, you're, you're, the bittal of your body is that your body doesn't just, I mean your body functions on, on, on each cell taking resources and then functioning based on those resources and doing a particular function and in addition to that making sure it has replacements before it disappears, right? And yet somehow your cells are are not just totally driven about their own singular existence. Something mitigates that or constrains that so that all that is geared towards the functioning of this higher level entity called the organism, right? And somehow that, when a cancer cell, that's not happening. And so if the cell is strong enough, it just starts to hog and take over and can kill the person. Yeah. Well, if light reveals something and Hashem is true, then the light of Hashem would be truth. Yeah, yeah. The idea that the truth can be shared, can be expressed, right? That's the idea of the sun versus the light. Yeah. Can God create
1: something without his presence
0: in it? Not in any way that would be coherent. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you want to apply the idea that Hashem has no rules that Hashem has to follow, then the answer to any question is, why are you asking questions? Right, in other words, you have to decide. The minute you've asked a question, you take made an assumption that there is some kind of rationale that Hashem is operating in accordance with, and given that rationality, is this consistent with it? If you if you're going to just say that Hashem doesn't have to be rational about anything ever in any way, shape, or form, then you shouldn't ask any questions. And you
1: can't learn anything. That's right. So how do you know? How do you know when it's the kind of question you can ask versus? You
0: Torah. Because Torah is Hashem saying this is how I do it. This is this is how I'm operating. This is my modus operandi. And so given that's this is modus operandi, this is how it language,
1: works. Like, somehow understand.
0: Hopefully. Not always. Some parts of Torah are very hard to understand. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, what's so
2: amazing is like it's also amazing It's so complicated. And just that line, everything that is real as Hashem, is really cool because with our ego, we can go all these different places and just have one simple
0: to say to ourselves. It's just so powerful. So I want to teach you a... I don't know if I... Did I tell you the poem? I didn't teach you this poem. Did I? I mean, you would remember it if I told you a poem, right? It's not my kind of yeah, thing to yeah. teach you a poem. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to teach you a poem. It was actually made into a song. but um, It's in Hebrew. Um, so I, I... It sounds better in Hebrew, I think. Okay. But I will... So many disclaimers. What? So many disclaimers. I like your poem. It's not my poem. I didn't write it. I discovered recently, actually, that I don't dislike poetry. I just dislike poetry in English. I'm not sure why. What do you
1: like it in? Hebrew. So like Kohalot? What? Like Kohalas.
0: Yeah, I realized that. I don't know. There's something about the way poetry works in Hebrew that speaks mm-hmm. to me that doesn't in English. Anyway, so the poem goes like this. B'nurai ru'u einai dvarim dvarim l'revavot. Which means, in my youth, I saw many, many, many things. Free translation, okay? Ba'ut <laughs> v'unati um, came along my insight, va'al Shlosha hamidatam, and I placed them on three. Meaning, I put them. I was able to categorize them as fundamentally. There's only really three things: ani, ata, Myself, you, meaning Hashem, and the world. Fundamentally, something is either, it's, it's part of me, it's Hashem, you the creator, or it's part of the reality I interact with. Odeni um, mitbonen I continued to contemplate, and I saw, she'olam that the world is nothing other than a glimmer of your light. Vihinevi um, Sharu and now behold the remains, achshneim only two. Ani myself, v'ata and you. I examined the roots of my heart, or the source of my heart. Vihine chayai, and behold my life, Korecha is a piece from your source. Vihine and behold There's nothing other than you. It's a process of So what if we put that what is the process of so the first thing is realizing that the reality of the thing is not the wall of the ashes the reality of the thing is the the fact that the light can get in the fact that the thing looks like this versus not like that, that has to do with the wall. That has to do with the ashes. The reality of the person is not the cells reproducing. It's that the reproduction of the cells is not just about the reproduction of the cells. That's what makes the organism persist. And so it's that point of it's not about itself, that's, what, that's the center point of everything. That's the place where Hashem's truth shines into. And there's nothing that exists that doesn't have that in some way, shape, or form. But does that mean everything now has the same degree of truth? No. No. The bitl, right? the open space of the window, is just as illuminated regardless of the size of the window. Each spot of that window is just as illuminated as the outside. But once you go inside, the illumination is a function of how much space is encircled by the wall, by the ashes, <coughs> versus how much, how much light got through because of how big or small the window of Bittal is. And now, as we all know, if your eyes get used to a certain level of illumination and you go into a place where there's less illumination, how do you experience it? as darkness, right? So, can now there be different levels of truth? In some sense, yes. In some sense, no. The light is light. It's either light or it's not light. And the light either gets through because there's Bittal or it doesn't get through because there's Yeshess. That's it. But once it's gotten through, the way that light is experienced does come in gradations. And if you are used to a higher gradation and you all of a sudden encounter a lower gradation, how do you experience that as? Experience it as darkness. Right? Until you adjust, right? Is that adjusting a good thing? Mm, if
1: you knock yeah. you're going down to darkness. Well, it's, oh, it's healthy. It, it, it's something that... Um, serves
0: you, so you can be there. So so the, so the 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 question is a very simple question. If you're in, think about this like this in real life. Yeah, if you're reading, and the sun is going down, it's like a physical the Sun is going down. So what if the sun is going down and you're reading from the light coming from outside? What happens? It gets dimmer slowly, right? But your eyes, your eyes adjust. And so what ends up happening now is it. If you don't really pay attention, you end up reading by, like, the streetlight outside, which is possible. Is that good for your eyes? Why not? You're straight-y. So, should you, right? Should you get used to that? Well, we need some context. Option, question number one is, is it important for you to be reading? Let's assume that it is. Question number two is, do you have the ability to, tur- to turn on other light? If the reading is important and you don't have another option to, for the light, should you adjust to be able to experience that as being illuminated enough to read? But if, the, but if you have the option of turning on other lights, does it make sense to adjust your eyes? No, because you're straining them, right? Does that make sense? Okay. If I have the ability to experience more light in the room by having opening a bigger window and having more betto, should I adjust the degree of light that I have? No. It's no. That the, what? No.
2: It's
0: for On the other hand, what if what if there is a point at which I cannot have more bittle? Should I be able to appreciate that I have enough light in order to do what I need to do, rather than sitting and saying, "Well, it's not as light as some other people have." Right? You see, the context really matters. Okay. So, just tie this back. The truth that a Benini experiences is not the same degree of truth that the the Tzaddik experiences. Why? Because the Benini is experiencing the Benini has more or less Bittl than the Tzaddik. Less. Less. And therefore, because there's less, the truth of Hashem comes into him. Right? in less of a way, and yet it still has to permeate the whole being of the person, which is a certain degree of yeshus to it, and so it's dimmer, if you will. Yeah? Okay. Should the bainani feel that, therefore, he lacks truth? Why not?
1: Because that's his level.
0: Because, right, because that, as we're going to see later on in chapter 14, that you may not be able to get any more bittal than that. And so you should be able to appreciate that there's the truth of Hashem does reside. On the other hand, if the person is a tzaddik and all of a sudden, you know, the window of bit gets smaller and the light goes dimmer, does it make sense for them to now adjust? No. no, they shouldn't, right? They should see that as darkness and strive to keep the window open or, or more open, right? So, it's not that there's different degrees of truth, but there are different degrees of how that truth is experienced because the experience of the truth has to do with the bittle versus how much space the yeshus has defined that needs to be illuminated. Now, to be fair, everything has some degree of bittle because if it didn't have bittle, it would not exist, right? But the question is is that bittle? permeating your relationship with Hashem, right? I mean, it's, if you had no Bittl at all in any way, shape, or form, you, would, you wouldn't be at all, okay? But we're not ta- we're talking about is there, is there the Bittl that allows the, the, the experiences of the godly soul to penetrate the human experience? That's the kind of Bittl we're talking about. That's just the Bittl of near existence. And a Benini has that. And a Tzaddik has more of that. And because the Benini has that, the truth of Hashem shines into them. But it, but it, but it, 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 it doesn't. It it, it it illuminates only as much as this, as the degree of bittal allows. So in the in the in the in the space, like again, in the, in the space of the bittal, in the space of the window, the light is shining just as brightly, regardless of it's a small window or a big window. But once that light hat moves past that space into the room, how bright it is depends on how big the window is versus how big the room is. And so in the life of the bainini, it's a very dim sense of the truth. In the life of the tzaddik, it's a very vibrant, bright sense of the truth. Therefore, the bainani's truth only penetrates his ability to arouse the love, whereas the tzaddik, the actual experience of love itself is filled with the truth. It, it radiates into the person in a much more vivid way in the tzaddik than it does into the baini because there's more bitl in the tzaddik. But in the space of the bitl, where there's Bitel, there's the truth of Hashem. Where there's no Bitel, there's no truth of Hashem. Yeah. So, how does a, a Rashi, Russia?
2: Russia. Russia experience truth?
0: The they don't. Truth. You have to do tshuva. That's the whole point. Is the Russia? This truth, the Russia doesn't experience. There, there is a truth to their being, but that truth has not penetrated their psyche. Right. They still exist. Right. We're not like everything has some degree of Bitel, because it wouldn't exist. But the question is that Bitel allowing the light to penetrate their psyche or not than so, to experience the truth of Hashem in any way. So we're,
2: we're all Rosh, uh, then do you not experience truth?
0: Well, as we'll learn later on, what happens is we fluctuate between doing tshuva and falling back from it. So we're, 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 we're right? And there are times where you like really genuinely return to Hashem and then you just don't know how to hold on to that and it falls away. Okay. Fine. So is the window like the center point I was
2: speaking That's about?
0: the window. The window is the center point because, That's the core of its being. And that's why that center point is called its truth because that's... What is a window? It is a place of light. So if the light represents truth, then what what is the window? The window is the place of the light. It's the place of the truth. That center point is the place of the truth. Okay. The attribute of truth is an unbounded inheritance which has no limit upward to the highest degrees, while all lower gradations degrees are as nothing compared with those that are superior to them. Okay? So the idea is that the that the truth has comes in higher and lower degrees, and based on what we've learned, what is that does it mean that there's more or less truth itself, or that the size of the whole, the size of the bittle, is bigger or smaller? So what happens if you have a smaller hole, then
1: there's less, less, less,
0: truth. less truth gets into the room. Even though at the place of the hole the truth is the same. Okay. And so, like we said before, if you're, if you're used to a certain level of light and then you encounter a lower level of light, right, you go from a room that has big open windows to a room that's only illuminated by a small crack, it feels dark. Right? And that's what he's describing. Now, with a, with with physical, like, what is the brightest a room could be in the marshal of, of the sun?
1: Complete openness of
0: the. It could be yeah, It could be as bright as the noonday, right? It can't be brighter than that. Okay. What's the, what is the maximum amount of truth that could be revealed? Well, if the truth is the truth of Hashem, then the maximum amount would be the totality of. Hashem. Okay, and in that case, how much yeshus would there be? It,
1: has to be none,
0: no? it would have to be none, Right? Means else can exist. What? Which means
1: nothing
0: else can exist. Right, it would be in a, right, where, 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 the, where there's no sense of, where, where there's no sense of anything else existing. Everything is just somehow a sense of Hashem existing, whatever that means. And on the other hand, the lowest levels would be where There's almost no sense of Hashem. Just the mere fact that something exists is the only kind of effect of Hashem's truth being present. That would be like the lowest levels of...
2: Like the tiniest window.
0: Right. The tiniest, tiniest crack. Okay? And on any particular level, right, if you're used to one level, the level below you would be dark. And the level above you would be what? It would be overwhelmingly bright. Has anyone ever been in a place where there's like fresh snow, in the in right when the, a clear day after after snowfall and you walk outside, your house is not dark. You open the door, you walk outside, and you can't see why. Now, if you wait a while, you can adjust, right? So the same right. So there's this, the same issue. So if if if, if you can adjust. So by all means, you should adjust upwards. But if you can't adjust, you should learn to appreciate that you're not actually in darkness. And that's kind of the message here. For the tzaddik to be to suffice with the truth as it's manifest in the bainani would be to suffice with darkness. But for the bainani they should experience that as being in the light. And that's because of the difference in the bitum. So a tzaddik has a kind of bitl that allows them truth to co- more, that allows the, the ratio of kind of truth to yeshus. to be different, such that the actual, in their actual experiences of love for Hashem, Hashem's truth is present that gives their love for Hashem a kind of permanence, a kind of absoluteness. On the other hand, the Bainani, their bitl is only in their, is only in their neshama's ability to perceive Hashem and so The truth is found in their ability to perceive Hashem when they put their mind to it Which is the idea of the davening that we spoke about. And so the truth is in the consistency of their ability to daven Not the emotional experience that they actually have And the russia, The russia is the person who closed the window and so the aspect of the person as a Russia is really just a, it, 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 it's a falsehood. I mean, again, the person continues to exist because there's other dimensions of the person, right? The person's body is being still alive and everything else, but in terms of their experiences, their, their experiences are one of total falsehood, total non-reality, because a Russia lives as if Hashem is optional, secondary. That's just false. So there's no reality to the, There's no It's like a person living in a delusion So the tzaddik, only, the
2: tzaddik always feels Hashem's truth But the only feels it during davening
0: Right But it's how can, And then you're say well, well if it's truth How does it disappear And the answer is Because the truth is the fact that They can feel it any They put their mind to it It's there for them to feel When they Put their mind to it there be a difference between the containers and the openings? Yes. Yes. There's a different In chapter 14, the Alteba says is certain shamas were created to have that capacity and certain shamas are not created with that capacity. And if your shamas isn't created with that capacity, then you don't really have that capacity for the most part. They're just sad. We're not all perfect. Be. So, no, like, Chapter sure 14. Because a brush is a person's free will. That, that, that be, that, that, what you're asking now becomes the question. Chapter 14 now ties everything with one inside the Russian abeni. So it's asking you, what's up to you? What's not up to you? What can you control? What can't you control? What do you have to focus on? What shouldn't you focus on? All those normative questions are chapter 14, which we're going to learn about after Pesach. So I'm not going to go into that. Yeah.
1: complete How do they still exist then if it's
0: all vital? I mean, if there was a complete state of it there wouldn't be any issues, that's true.: So then where would the light like, go, it would
1: just be all the same.
0: Well, I, I think the issue is is that people often throw around words without really like thinking through what they mean. What would it mean to be in a state of complete bittle? I
2: don't
0: know. Uh, now, we're, uh, now we're, talking about, we're talking about only things that are, we're, we're talking about the level of psych, of, uh, psych the, the maximum of you could experience, you could have in terms of psychologically. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about, like later on in chapter 35, the ultimate says, ultimately, absolute bittle can't exist psychologically. Okay, but that, we're going we're to set that aside. What would ultimate bittle look like psychologically? Um. Before Hashem created the world, what was there? Nothing? Nothing.
2: Just
0: There was Hashem. Hashem, yeah? Has Hashem diminished in any way by the creation of the world? Has Hashem been enhanced in any way by the creation of the world? So if you were really aware in the fullest sense of Hashem's truth what would be a corollary of that? That you would have a sense that the only thing that matters is Hashem and nothing else, right? What, what is part of the stuff that was created that doesn't, the fact that it's created doesn't enhance or detract from Hashem is you as a person, right? So having an, of, of having an awareness of Hashem's truth in the highest level would come along with a sense of your absolute irrelevance. Okay? Now, this is tricky. Okay? People will hear the absolute irrelevance of the person more powerfully than they should. So I'm going to give you an example. What's two plus two?
2: Four.
0: Maybe it's 17. Mm-hmm. I'm serious, like how come, ah. did you consider it being 17? Why not? Cause it's, just not what it is. Cause it's just not, it's just not. It's just so obviously not, it doesn't even need to be stated that it's not, right? Your sense that two plus two is four is so absolute. There's not even a place in your mind for you to go through the mental energy of saying, and it's not 17, right? It's not 17 is so absolute. There's no not need to say it. There's no need to think it. There's no need even to be aware of it, right? So what would be in a state, what would be to have a highest state of betul? The only thing that is real is Hashem. The only thing that ever was real is Hashem. The only thing that ever will be real is Hashem, right? The only thing that matters is Hashem. Okay, so that are you real? Yes, no, or you don't even occur to your own consciousness to consider. You see what I'm saying? Like, like right? if you have to consciously think, and therefore I am, like, then, right? The child who doesn't really understand math, right? I have kids in grade school, right? They're trying to, like, 15 plus 3, right? The thing, it's, is, it, is it this? Is it not, like, you hear what I'm saying? Like, the, the, so th- this is this is what's called in Hasidus of the vision of Chachma. <coughs> to see the truth of Hashem clearly, that it floods your consciousness, means you don't see yourself. Not you don't try to see yourself. It just it's it's, it's implicit. Like there's there, 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 there's there's nothing to see. It's like <laughs> right? two plus two is four. It, it's obviously not seventeen. You don't even mean to say it's not seventeen. You don't even mean to think it's not seventeen. So, if someone was in a state of total betul during davening, what's the only thing they would be aware of? Would they even be aware of the fact that they're experiencing God? Would they even be aware of what Hashem wants them to do in life? There's a word that... This brings a person to a state of being like dumbstruck. It's like there's no... It, 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 it this comes along with like an inner silence like there's nothing there's nothing inside you right you become like you become like like the whole consciousness becomes a win, a total window um I've never experienced anything like this you've never experienced anything like this um, but you know someone who really really works on themselves could in theory get to a point in Shmona Esri. where, what, not Shema. Shema is you're still trying to understand that only thing is real is Hashem, and it, right? It's like, you're still, you're still, right? And it, and it moves you and it motivates you and there's an awareness of it, but, but like if you want, like the, the highest you could reach is what's called, is what's called Yire'iloh, the upper fear, which is just to see the truth of Hashem, right there in front of you. And, and the consequence of seeing the truth of Hashem is that you don't see yourself. Not because you're not paying attention. Which which is
1: that?
0: So in general, it's Shmon Sray, and more specifically, it's the idea of the bowing in the Shemona Sray. Right? It's like the, the idea that in the of English the coin Gadol would say Hashem's name and all the people would just fall down. That was that, that within this you can then make subdivisions of degrees. Okay. But like that that that's that's a very lofty thing. Um, and and, 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 and for that, a person needs to, needs to really do a lot, Like it's not a normal thing to experience. Um, that's where the bittal has literally, the entire consciousness of the person is as open as it could be. That's the maximum state of the Nishama being manifest in the human consciousness. And even that, by the way, is not total bittal. But... I mean, there is one higher thing which is total bittal but no one likes to talk about that Um, and that's when a person dies al kiddush Hashem Um, not consciously, just like um, it's like where a person feels like they cannot violate Hashem's will even though it will cost them their life that that is a that's a higher state of Bittl. but but that can only happen like literally in a place of self sacrifice, and um, usually generally results in the person being dead based on circumstance. <laughs> um, so um, so often people say bittal, they're talking about lower levels of bittal, not total bittal. That makes sense.
1: A different tangent but on the, the subject if, is there any possible is there any human who can use let's say like an external you talked about this briefly like psychedelics or something to get to that point no so anyone who claims that they can is using Torah falsely it has nothing to do with if you're feeling that in that realm then you're not feeling it you're not anything you're just
0: there is something called the power of imagination um, and there's disgust uh, it's discussed in books that what the power of imagination can do when it's freed from its mores and it's generally not understood to be a positive thing um, and from my understanding that's essentially what psychedelics do whether psychedelics have any useful effect in um, mental health contexts um, but nothing spiritual
1: yeah that's
0: what do
1: you say freed from it? it's what
0: normally your imagination is constrained by some degree of reason um, the reason is often wrong. give you a very, like, like One of the reasons why psychedelics supposedly works, um, I'm not enough an expert to say, but on, 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 that it works on, with the right proper, because it has a lot to do with the setting and everything. Just you, but let's say a person suffering from like a severe anxiety disorder or, or a negative compulsive habit or something like that. So let's say that the psychedelics work. From what I understand, the theory behind it's working is is that it frees the person up of the, basically the preconceived notions that get them stuck. Those, the, 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 the grounding of those preconceived notions is the basic rational sense of consistency, like the way things are is presumably the way things are going to be. That's what allows us to function as people. But it also means that if we're, we're, if we're wrong about something, and that goes on, we, we ascribe to it a level of rigidity that doesn't, right? And, and so that's how we end up building all sorts of like bad mental habits. Right? So like negative self-talk or stereotyping yourself, with, I'm this kind of a person, right? Or something which was a good coping technique in one circumstance becomes the way to deal with, tr- with problems, even though it's no longer effective. And the idea is that if you can remove the, the ego slash reason that allows us to function in the world and turn that off, then your imagination can kind of like... Free associate through the experiences. Then, with the right kind of guidance, you can kind of put something back together, which is more functional and healthy. I'm not like the, that's the research being done, from my understanding. I mean, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not. I'm not an expert to know. It sounds possible to me. Um, there's nothing to do with, with Hashem. Any more than like you Why know. Why not?
1: Because it could free up constraints. Because not that's because because because
0: because because the issue is because the issue is that's not the thing that's preventing you from sensing Hashem. So what is
1: it then?
0: the thing that's preventing you from sensing Hashem is basic humanity. That's dealing with is dysfunctional humanity.
1: So you have to dissociate from your humanness completely? But
0: Now the question is, how do you do that?
1: But what, so my question is, why not do something that can... Because that
0: doesn't do that. Because all that does is turn... Because, you know, it, it, I say... I say the problem is... The, 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 if I say the, you know, the problem with a certain circumstance the problem with a certain <clears throat> issue is uh, I'll use a very simple one actually yeah? the problem is that um, the food being served in this restaurant isn't kosher and you say okay well what if we just don't order the pork does that solve the problem I won't order that. I'll go to the restaurant I won't eat the pork is the pork the problem if it's not a kosher restaurant then why can't you eat there Once there's a kitchen and they have not kosher ingredients and everything's not kosher, right? So you have to go and kosher the whole thing, right? Finding the most, finding something which is obviously is emblematic of the problem and getting rid of that doesn't deal with the problem. Human beings are supposed to be able to use their reason to grow and to adjust. However, sometimes things can go wrong and things can be stuck and it could be that psychedelics may be helpful in dealing with that kinds of things i Not I'm not saying yes, I'm saying no, but it's possible. But the thing that the thing that prevents the person. The, the thing that the thing that obstructs the, the 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 godly soul is, this is. Is is the human entity itself? Human beings are creatures which. Are driven, to care about themselves. Right, that's what we are.
1: Anyone experience
0: that in a body? Well, here you have the opposite thing. So, in terms right, the rigidity of reason and, and ego and all of that, that creates a problem for sometimes for, for adjusting basically to, to to the complexities of life and things like that. Yeah. There's something very interesting about reason. Um if a person is being rational completely about something. Can they accept the conclusion that they wish were not true? Mm -hmm. If they're being emotional, can they accept the conclusion they wish were not true? No, probably not. So which part of the human psyche could be receptive to the truth that the godly soul is trying to convey to us? Well, do you emotionally want to hear that? In the grand scheme of things, the only thing that matters is God. Your reason, but
1: in the past we said that emotions are more open to some degree.
0: No, I was describing how reason is itself limited, mm-hmm. right? But and then I also mentioned, parenthetically, if the reason comes to realize its own limitations, it will embrace its limitations hundred percent in a way that the emotions can't. The emotions are the emotions are like have it's, it's, it's the emotions have the problem of everything, which is that. It has a good quality, but its quality is inherently limited. Emotions recognize, or human emotions recognize, the the need for something beyond emotion. But they only recognize it in the perspective of how the emotions need it. Emotions will recognize the need for intellect to help process the emotions so that my emotional experience is more pleasant. Emotions recognize the need for action to give expression to emotions to provide emotional fulfillment. So they recognize the value of things beyond emotion very intuitively, but only because of how it feeds back onto emotion. Whereas intellect intellect thinks it's the end-all and be-all of everything, but intellect also has the capacity to recognize its
2: limitations.
0: Its limitations. And when it recognizes limitations, it can recognizes its utter inv- in, 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 unimportance in the grand scheme of things, too. I mean, so intellect is the place where that comes in so it's actually in a certain like, this gets in the issues that not everything is the same not everything is the same right dealing with <laughs> dealing with w- dealing with a person let me give you an example if a person has, a, has an autoimmune disease and cancer um, you're going to have a problem why everything is
1: killing everything
0: well so an autoimmune disease Right? It means that the immune system is not working properly, it makes the person very susceptible to infections, right? And what's the basic treatment that we use for cancer? Is to weaken the overall organism, hopefully killing off the cancer first, right? Mm-hmm. The more you weaken the person, what happens to the immune system? Get the and therefore, the more susceptible they are for? I mean,
2: cancer.
0: <laughs> not our cancer, for infections. Simple infections can kill a person if the immune system, right? The simplest infection can kill a person If the immune system is not not up to task, right? That's the whole issue with AIDS. Right? So like the thing that helps for one thing can actually make another thing worse. Okay? The 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 part of a person that allows them to engage in the in the truth of something beyond themselves, um, really is the part of, is is, is the the intellect. When the intellect gets something wrong though, it's really bad because it can get stuck, right? When a person really becomes deep down convinced that the proper way to deal with something is X, it's very hard to change that, right? And that can create all sorts of maladies and maybe psychedelics can fear a person of that, but that doesn't get you to a higher plane of reality. And people can feel that way because people associate the absence of something um, that is negative as all of a sudden encountering God. But it's not the same thing. En-
1: encountering God, yeah.